0: Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. Please stay tuned to the end of the show for a totally inane and useless message from our show's producer. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome! It is the Pipes Magazine Radio Show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly pipe smoking broadcast. I am your host Brian Levine, back in the friendly confines of my recording studio built here in Concord, North Carolina. So, in tonight's show, guess what we're gonna do in pipe parts? We're gonna go over my trip. Discovered a lot of a uh, lot of new things. So, we'll go over that. Uh, my guest. Albert Gubbles of Big Ben Pipes and this is pre-recorded Albert lives in Holland. We recorded it before I left for the trip. It does run long, so we'll trim down pipe parts a little bit. We'll get a big mailbag in the end so no music tonight. And I think I've got a rave for you. Yeah, I think I'll have to I think I'll have to rave about something uh, regarding my trip. So anyway, I am back. I'm back here. I want to thank Kevin for uh, filling in for me, although it wasn't really a week off for me. It was a uh, fairly long week, but hey, listen, I'm glad to be back. Glad to be back in some fall weather and uh, starting to see some fall foliage. Saw some fall foliage in Europe already, but it's nice to be back home. Nice to be uh, back on the soil again, but tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow I'm leaving again. I'm going out to the west coast got a couple of events, couple of visits lined up out there. The, uh, primary reason for my visit to the West Coast, my grandmother's 100th birthday is on Thursday. So be out there celebrating 100 years with her and, uh, makes me think, you know, wonder if secondhand smoke isn't all that bad because she grew up around her father who smoked his pipe. Oh, for, you know, 80 years. And, uh, Woke up in the morning, stuck his pipe in his mouth, and kept on going. But uh, no science there. My grandmother lived to be 100. Her uh, oldest of two brothers made it to 96. And her baby brother is uh, 87 years old and still kicking along. And, yeah, all grew up around a pipe smoker. So, And uh, I do have a couple of my great-grandfather's pipes in my collection. All right, enough rambling. I'm dealing with a little jet lag here, so you'll have to excuse me tonight. But everybody sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Thank you to the Sutliff Tobacco Company. Here we go.
1: Meet Josh. Everyone at smokingpipes.com holds customers as a high priority, but nobody interacts with them more personally than Josh. He's our professor of pipes, if you will. As a previous professor of history... Educating the customer comes easily to him. He loves explaining the history of a particular pipe to a customer or coaching his customer service team. I love to help customers find that perfect piece for their collection. It's my job to make sure there's a smile on the other end of the line, and I'm more than happy to be the one to put it there. And although Josh's job can sometimes be quite demanding, he doesn't mind. He loves his job at SmokingPipes.com. Why? Because I don't just sell pipes. I smoke them. Call us. At one 366 345 That's one 366 345 Or check us out online at smokingpipes.com. We are quality. We are experts. We are smokingpipes.com.
2: I'm not just a pipe smoker. I'm a Meersham pipe smoker. All of my pipes come from meershamstore.com. They've been in business for 50 years, and I can trust that there will be no hassles. Orders are processed and shipped fast, and they have every shape you can imagine, including calabash, claws, dragons, horror, even a sexy series. Meershamstore.com, the most trusted Meersham store for 50 years.
0: We are back, and I am back here in the States again, so let me recap the uh, the trip for you. Uh, it started off with a very nice 10.30 p.m. flight to uh, London, and beautiful. Hardly anybody on the plane had four seats to myself, stretched out, slept most of the way, got into London, and uh, almost, even with two and a half hours' time, almost missed my Connection to Copenhagen because of heavy security and a lot of traffic going through London's Heathrow Airport on a uh, Sunday morning. So that was uh, fun and exciting. Get into Copenhagen, grab my bag, go right to the hotel, connected right there at the airport, go to check in. Toiletry bag is not there. Yeah, can't. I don't want to go into all the details of it, but toiletry bag not in my suitcase. And to say that uh, finding toiletries at 5 or 6 o'clock in the evening at, uh, in Copenhagen, not quite as convenient as North Carolina where there's a Walmart. Open 24 hours all the time. So, uh, made, the, made the beginning of the trip a little fun. Sunday evening, did get over to spend some time at Tivoli. Tivoli Gardens in downtown Copenhagen. If you ever get a chance, you need to go to Tivoli Gardens. It's uh, part uh, open garden, part dining, and uh, night spot, and amusement park, and theme park all rolled into one. It's uh, over 100 years old, and while I was there, they were celebrating the 100th anniversary of their first roller coaster, and they still have it. Uh, important part for me is... Tivoli is one of those places that Walt Disney said. There was two places that he visited before he opened Disneyland. He said that he wanted the, he wanted his park to look most like those, and Tivoli was one of them. So, uh, second time there, loved it. Uh, if you're going to Denmark, the trains are exceedingly easy to navigate and very safe. Because, if I can figure them out, any, any uh, tourist can. So Monday, hopped on the local train, then changed to the long-distance train to go over to the island of Funen, where uh, McBaron is. Spent Monday and Tuesday all day with McBaron. I posted some pictures last week of inside the McBaron factory, and they're doing some fun stuff. We talked about some new fun stuff, so we'll see if any of that comes up. Uh, The town that McBaron is in, Svenborg, beautiful little town seaside fishing town of about 25,000 people and uh, great places where you can still you can still find a place to smoke your pipe and enjoy a beer inside. Uh, so if you get out there, completely different feel than Copenhagen. All the stores close at 5:30, the restaurants are open till, you know, 10 or 11. But beautiful little town. Uh, Wednesday was a drive from from Svenborg down to Dortmund, Germany, and it was interesting for me because yeah, it was a seven-hour drive in the car. But uh, I got to ride; I didn't have to drive. But first time really for me driving on any highways in or riding on any highways through Europe. So just kind of fun just to see the sights, sit back and look at Danish cows and German cows, and uh, get a chance to see the different cars and the different trucks and. Still kind of cool when you look over and the license plate says that the truck's from Poland. Yeah, just don't don't see that here in the U.S. Uh, we get into uh, get into Dortmund and setup is for the uh, for the inter inter tobacco show of that takes place every year in Dortmund, Germany. And from a trade show perspective, and for those of you that do pipe shows. Uh, this is a perfect a perfect example that Dortmund is a 45 minute train ride from a major international airport. So if you're going to Dortmund, it's not easy. But it is a really well run, really well organized trade show. So therefore the people do come. couple of quick notes on the trade show itself that I want to get through. Much more other tobacco products than our, uh, than our IPCPR IPCPR heavily cigar focused this show more than 50% of it was, uh, was cigarettes, pipes, pipe, tobacco, roll your own accessories. And then some cigar companies and, uh, even the e-cigarettes and the hookahs are getting big in, in Europe. So they were all over the place. Um, a very well run show and it's interesting too because the first day of the show is for distributors or business to business only that's international sales so you might be walking around and you can hear 10 or 12 different languages being spoken all at the same time a lot of the uh, a lot of the different cultural business discussions took place in english so that was interesting for me to hear all kinds of different English accents. Uh, the next two days, uh, Thursday was set-up day, Friday was business-to-business, business, Saturday and Sunday was just for German retail, or was German retail as well as. This is the big annual trade show each year for German retailers. Now, here's how it works in Germany. There's basically two very large importers and distributors that cover the marketplace. Our country here, you might see 12 or 14 of these types in Germany there's only two. but at the same time while they while these companies import and distribute a whole bunch of people's products, those companies themselves will also have their own booths. So you may be walking along and you may see a uh, you may see a couple of booths. For the same company in different places. Or a couple of sets of displays of them. Uh, but again. Each one of the pipe manufacturers. And some brands that I hadn't seen in the US for a while. Like Mastro da Paia, uh, Some of the artisan or smaller Italian pipe makers. All had their own booths. I got a chance to spend time with uh, Bob Gregory from Samuel Goweth And uh, Ian Walker from Northern Briars. Because they shared a booth for the show so some small small operations and some very big very large international operations and that was fun to see them side by side attendance was great the entire time and uh, compared to our own ipcpr every booth i mean just about every booth is pouring some sort of drink for you has some sort of food for you is sampling product to you and uh, walking around without a uh, badge on, nobody knew who I was, so I got to stick my nose into some places that I wouldn't have gone if I had to wear a badge. Uh, dinners on each night, you know, nice extravagant dinners, lots of beer. In Germany, beers uh, essentially water, uh, or they pour it like water. It doesn't taste like water. It tastes really good. The weather in Germany, wet, dreary, rainy constantly wet dreary rainy and some big thunderstorms and then on uh sunday i flew to london and i'd never been to the city of london so i overnighted there hooked up with a friend we went for a little bit in london had fish and chips in a british pub and a and a local beer and then walked around a little bit enjoyed that and then flew back home and uh Got home yesterday after being delayed for about uh, three, three and a half hours. <laughs> so, yeah, yesterday was a long day, and I'm still getting caught up on it. All right, and as I promised, uh, in just a minute, my visit with Albert Gobbles and, uh, went a little bit long, so we'll trim this down or maybe just give you a big bonus show to kick off the third year. So stay with us. We'll be back with Albert in just a minute. <laughs>
1: It's Saturday morning at the crack of dawn. The cool chill of night still clings to the air as the sun slowly rises over the misty surface of the lake. You've waited all week for just this moment. You know that today is going to be epic. Everything is here to ensure perfection, from the nice full cooler packed with your favorite suds to the other empty one, waiting to be filled with piles of freshly caught fish. Reaching into your pocket, you pull out your trusty briar and fill it with your favorite tobacco, aptly named Great Outdoors. It is the perfect smoke for moments like these. A strike, a flash, and your tobacco is lit. As the delicious mixture ignites and swirls over your tongue and the deep rich burlies with a hint of sweet Virginia dance in your mouth, you smile. Casting your first line into the water, The slowly widening ripples begin to stir as you feel the first bite of the day tug at your line. Now you know it truly is going to be a good day and a perfect time to enjoy the simple yet unmatchable pleasures of the great outdoors. Great Outdoors is another fine quality pipe tobacco manufactured by Sudliff, America's oldest tobacco company, and is available at fine tobacconists everywhere. Enjoy your perfect day by purchasing a tin today. There's nothing quite like a good book or my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe. An American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. See for yourself at corncobpipe.com.
0: This is Internet Radio. Please welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Uh, Albert, I'm not sure exactly what your title is, but we'll call you the the big boss of Big Ben and Hilson Pipes and several other things, but please welcome to the radio show Albert Goebbels from Holland.
3: Thank you very much, Brian, and uh, thank you very much for having me in your show.
0: And did I, I pronounce, it. did I pronounce your last name correctly?
3: Very good. You said Goebbels, oh. yes, that's fine.
0: Okay. So tell us a little history. First of all, you are in you're in Holland. What town?
3: Oh my, um, my town. It's called Hechten, which is very close to Roermond. Roermond is a little bit more famous. It's uh, yeah, if people know where Holland is, um, we are in the south of Holland, uh, between Maastricht and Eindhoven, 200 kilometers from Amsterdam. So two hours from Amsterdam.
0: And it's very easy for you to. To get to Germany real quickly.
3: That's correct. Yeah, we uh, we live very close to the yeah. Uh, it's a very I mean, Maland is a very tiny country, and we um, we live we live exactly between Germany and Belgium, and uh, so we have ten minutes drive to Belgium, and we have ten minutes drive to Germany. So it's really convenient. It's in the center of Europe, uh, almost. <laughs>
0: yeah. For for most of us Americans to think to go ten minutes to a different country, and then ten minutes to another country is uh, is a very different thought.
3: Yeah, I can imagine that, yes. But it's no, it it's uh, that's uh, it's really convenient. I mean, always uh, every every country has its specialism, uh, so it's, uh, it's it's very easy for us to um, yeah to go, to go there and to to do whatever is nice in the country and go back, and that's. Um,
0: so tell me the tell me the history of the company. When did it start, and who started it? Okay,
3: the company is it's a it's a it's a, yeah, it's a very old company. Uh, it's um, I'm actually I'm the I'm from the my name is Albert, and my grandfather is also Albert. Uh, but actually, I am from the fourth generation, and the company started in uh, 1872. Uh, so that is uh, a little bit uh, more than 140 years already and it uh, but it, yeah it began like many other companies uh, with uh, with uh, with some small shops in the center of our little town here in a neighborhood called Roumont and it was actually my uh, my grand grandfather who was uh, starting this shop he had one shop but he died very very early and uh, his uh, his wife is, you know, widow uh, Gobble took over and uh, um, she actually expanded to three shops in the city center and um, uh, at the time that my grandfather came um, he was 20 years old and uh, he was excited about pipes and not only pipes but also some other stuff like umbrellas or like uh, uh, walking sticks and small stuff but actually he was very much interested in, in the smoking articles, especially pipes, and he was starting the whole same company. And uh, with his car, he traveled a little bit in the neighborhood, and he sold few, he, he sold few pipes uh, everywhere. And 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 uh, yeah, that is how it uh, how it actually started. And then and, uh, we had some, some some tough times during the uh, World War Two. At that time, it was not possible to to import anything or to yeah, to, to build yeah. up a trade. And uh, uh, after the the, the the second world war, there was there were no imports. There was it, everything was difficult. And then he decided to uh, to start up production uh, by himself. Um, and uh, as he didn't have any expertise, um, he found three people from France to help him. And uh, together with these three people from France, uh, uh, he, he started a small factory in, uh, right after the World War II in 1948. From his basement, um, he just produced pipes because there was a huge demand for pipes in these countries so at that time. Smoking was very, very pipe smoking was very, very cheap, and um, so there was a huge demand uh, for this uh that uh, that uh, they went very successful and the we uh, uh, could sell yeah everything that was produced he could sell easily but yeah at a certain moment it started to get a little bit more complicated and that was when competition came a little bit more uh abroad uh, more inside more in, into our country and that um uh, there were many um, uh, problems uh, uh. so after the second world war he uh, he, uh, he started his production by himself and uh, with his three people from france and uh, he started uh, uh, he, it was very easy to sell everything what he what he produced and what he had but uh, at, a, at a certain moment it was very important that he had a brand that he, that, that because he didn't have a real brand uh, by himself, so he, he needed to create a brand, and uh, at that moment he just had the name Igro, and Igro um, was just uh, Albert Goebbels' Romand, uh, uh, because he couldn't call his pipe um, like his name Goebbels because Goebbels yeah, it was a little bit uh, tense after the Second World War with uh, with somebody who was not really, yeah. Um, um, the name was not very good, let me call it like that.
0: <laughs> it was not, um, a, not a good popular name to use. Uh,
3: no, that's correct. So we had to find something else. And uh, that, uh, then there was a possibility to, uh, an opportunity to take over the brand Big Ben. And Big Ben was owned by somebody in Amsterdam, but the pipes of Big Ben were produced in uh, under, the, under, this, under the license uh, in England. Uh, yeah, then he, this company in Amsterdam had some financial trouble, and uh, my grandfather thought uh, that's a good brand, it sounds good, and it has high potential. Uh, so he bought this company, uh, not to have this company, but only actually to have this name. So he, um, at that moment that he had Big Ben, um, the exports started uh, to, uh, yeah, to grow very, very rapidly. And at that time it was around. And now we are around 1955. Um, that was also the time that my um, that my father and my uncle came in. And my uncle it's um, uh, uncle Jos, uncle Jos Gubbles, and my father is called Alphonse. Um, both they were, just came from school and just, just went into the company. And uh, both had some talents. Uh, Jos was very. Was a very good salesman, and my father was a very good uh, production man. He was technically uh, very, very good, very well skilled, and he had some education in Vienna to make uh, 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 meerschaum. And uh, so he just did. He was really specialized in, in meerschaum, and and I don't know the the English word of Bernstein. Um, uh, this special. Um, uh, this Yellowstone Bar Bernstein, I, I don't know what's the the, 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 the English word, but he um, he was an expert on that, and but he was technically of course very uh, very skilled, and he built up um, uh, the production. My father built up the production, but uh, it actually his, his his biggest success was in 1956, 1958 with a pipe called People Pipe. And uh, this is just a very nice story which I'd like to mention because it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's funny but it's also crucial for the development of our uh, factory. Um, my f- At that time in 1956 the pipes were always 50% briar and 50% uh, ebonite uh, and mostly straight and very simple. And my father's is a very creative person, and um, he was at that time also. There was the brown shaving uh, machine, yeah, the, the new shaver, uh, electronic shaver, and, and and he was inspired by that. And he thought, oh, I can make a pipe uh, like that, and um, and he created a, a people pipe, um, which is I don't know if you if if you know the if you know the people pipe, but the people is like 90% briar and 10% ebonite. And well, it's, it's very, very, it, a very comp-
0: it's a very, it's a very small, easy to handle pipe, but also has a very good sized tobacco chamber.
3: Exactly. And it is, uh, it's, it's very, uh, it's, it, yeah, we also call it the nose warmer because it's very compact yeah. <laughs> and uh, it has many advantages. It, uh, it's very, it's unbreakable. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, you can put it in your pocket. It's, it's, very easy. But at that time in 1957, it was very revolutionary. Uh, my grandfather and my uncle—they didn't like it at all. They were both like, <laughs> that not a the pipe. Uh, there was no chance to 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 convince them that this should be a, a product that they, put, they should put in the market. And at a certain time, my grandfather uh, went to Hamburg together with my father and to buy mouthpieces. And they were there, and um, my father, of course, asked at, uh, during the visit, for well, okay, please order also some mouthpieces for this people pipe." Uh-huh. My grandfather said, No, 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 I don't want to order. And so they, at the end, uh, my father still uh, continued asking. And at the end, my grandfather said, Okay, good, okay, we, please put some ice pieces for your people pipe and don't talk about it anymore. And then <laughs> on the way back uh, by train, they were almost back in Roland, back home. My grandfather said to my father, Oh, by the way, uh, when you went to the toilet, um, um, I cancelled this this mouse pieces for the people pipe because this pipe is not selling, and we don't need these mouse prices so my father became really, really upset and uh, just a few days after uh, after the, the, uh, the my the, the, we had some visitors from from u s and uh, my grandfather and my uncle were trying to sell many pipes, many shapes everything was on the table and then they asked my father just to come in and to say hello and to introduce himself because of course having people from US at that time it was very special and yeah we wanted uh, the, 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 the welcome it was very important and it was very interesting to have yeah for us to have these people from US. And uh, so my father uh, said hello, and he was still a little bit annoyed because of this people pipe, and uh, uh, he said hello, he shaked hands, and he put by coincidence, he put his people pipe on the table. And these American people, they saw this people pipe, and they looked at it, and they said, what's that? And they cleaned the table, they cleaned it from all other pipes, and they said, we only want to talk about this people pipe. <laughs> so I uh, uh, that moment the people pipe was born and uh, from that moment our oh, this people pipe was uh, yeah number one selling and it is it still is it's still our um, our best selling item first and then the ranger which is again it's the bent uh, variation uh, uh, are actually our best selling items still and because of the people pipe our company and the export expanded rapidly and that's uh, so it happened that in 1972 we uh, we moved to another building we celebrated our 100th anniversary and uh, due to that we received uh, from uh, royal highness uh, queen juliana uh, the predicate of royal so from that moment, we were a Royal Dutch pie factory. With this brand, Royal Dutch, it's in many countries, in Europe, but also in China, and in, uh, it's very much valued. Okay, so that's just another thing. So we have also the brand Royal Dutch from that moment, which is, uh, there is a special range uh, on the Royal Dutch in the market.
0: Having, um, having that Royal... Uh... Having that royal title has also allowed you to do the do some special series pipes just for the royal family. Uh,
3: that's correct. Yeah, um, uh, there is um, now we had we had this uh, this change of of um, throne uh, recently in two thousand thirteen. It was in April. Um, we had a special pipe. With uh, but, yeah, but that was a clay pipe, and that's, yeah. that's that's something different. But it was very special, and we made the sculptures of the uh, the, the royal lineages, uh, the, the the mother and uh, the, the the queen mother, the the, the, the queen at that time, and now the king. So we have the sculptures of these uh, three persons uh, in, made in clay, and it's uh, yeah, that's on the limited edition, and so that's something which we uh, which we did as well. Yes, correct. Uh-huh. Um, but then, in, um, in so that is, uh, is from 1972 to 1980. There was um, uh, an opp- another uh, a challenge or another uh, opportunity that uh, that uh, my my parents grabbed, uh, and that was a company called Helen, um, which was based in Belgium, and this was the pipe m- factory. Of the brand Hilson, and uh, uh, Hilson was uh, in Germany a very big brand. Uh, they didn't do a lot in export. I know they were also very well known in in uh, in, uh, in United States, especially with a series called uh, Fantasia. If uh, and um, yeah,
0: those of you that are listening remember the 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 Hilson Fantasia was very colorful.
3: Correct and yeah. and Meerschaum Lines, um, yeah probably yeah so they were very they were, they were experts in that so doing the Meerschaum line doing um, some colorful uh, some some colorful things and uh, but um, uh, this company uh, had some financial trouble in 1980 and uh, my uh, my my father and my uncle decided to to uh, to buy this company which is actually uh, only uh, uh, 35 kilometers from our place, so it was very convenient. Um, actually, it was quite quite mm-hmm. normal uh, to to act like this. But we we were mainly interested in the brand of uh, in the brand of Hilson because the machineries were quite old. But uh, the, the brand Hilson was especially in Germany very very famous. And in Germany, the brand Big Ben was not uh, uh, not really um, uh, big because. Um, uh, we were very much focused on China and US at that time, and not really on Germany. And with Hilfen, we had the opportunity to to, uh, to enter Germany um, and to have, it, uh, have our brand over there well spread. And um, that went very well. And then uh, from 1980, I jumped to 2000 or 1990. Eight and that is the moment that uh, that I took over. I had a companion at that moment uh, and I worked together with somebody. The, the, so I took over the shares of my father and uh, I had a, a, another partner that took over the shares of uh, of uh, my uncle. That was the son-in-law of my uncle, and we worked together till 2010. But, and uh, but also at that time in 2000 when we took over, we. We were thinking about how to, uh, because at that time um, uh, I, I was in the business since uh, I'm in the business since 1989 already, uh, and actually 1989 is also the moment that uh, that pipe smoking went down a little bit. It was uh, until that time that it uh, that it went up and that pipe smoking was really really popular. And let's say from the 90s, it was getting, it was going down slowly, but steady. So it's, uh, it's what's becoming a niche market. So we started uh, to, yeah, to, 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 to think about marketing and think about, okay, how to, uh, to, uh, to fill in this niche. And um, that's how we also thought about other brands or licenses and, um we were thinking about okay how can we make pipe smoking a little bit more attractive or make or go towards lifestyle and uh, then there the, the was uh, so we were brainstorming that so we were thinking okay with big ben and Hilton it's we, we when we have a factory in holland in the netherlands it's a very expensive uh, production it's not um it's not like in china whatever and we have very uh, expensive material expensive labor and that meant Uh, So um, we needed something like uh, a more expensive, uh, 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 a little bit more expensive brand or image or whatever. And then we thought about, of course, things like DuPont or licensee for DuPont or licensee for David or licensee for uh, 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 Cartier. But this is all classical. And then somebody in our from our people, from our team, said suddenly, oh, Porsche Design. <laughs> Porsche Design had a pipe in 1980 or something like that. And, um, yeah, then we started to get very excited about Porsche Design and said, okay, let's just, let's, let's call, let's call and let's try to find uh, the, so we had internet and we, uh, we tried to find uh, and we found uh, the office of Porsche Design Studio in, uh, in Austria and we just called him and um, there were only five people in that office um, and we just talked to the secretary of Oliver Porsche and the secretary said okay uh, okay one moment one moment it's interesting, interesting i will connect you and then we talked to Oliver Porsche and he said oh fantastic we are just talking and we are just having the sunglasses and we want to uh, to revive the Porsche design brand again and and pipe smoking. My, my my father was a pipe smoker, and he designed the pipe. And well, uh, let's uh, let's see what we can do. And so, just within one day, this idea uh, was was become. Yeah, we, we were really starting to get uh, very excited about this uh, this project, and it went very rapidly. And we had some uh, uh, tasks, had some some limitations. they said, okay, we have. You have, uh, we, we needed to make a design and the, the, the design had certain uh, there's they had certain restrictions and certain uh, so we give them some ideas and so so and then uh, in 2001 we introduced uh, Porsche design uh, in the, into the market and it became a, a, a huge success uh, so and, uh, and uh, of, of course for our production it was important but it was especially, it is, uh, for us, important to bring Porsche design under, under uh, the uh, in, in, store, in, in, in uh, When you don't smoke and when you're uh, you a non-smoker, you're not going into a tobacco shop. But uh, when you fly at the airport, uh, it's nice when you see a pipe between the sunglasses and the leather goods and so on. This is uh, a certain niche and a certain uh, uh, group of people and uh, uh, also very important but uh, the classical pipe smoker that's our main consumer and uh, that's what we do we'll take a break right
0: here when we come back we'll talk about some stuff coming up in the future and i've got some questions for you that i've just thought of so stay with us we'll be back in just a minute The
2: Carolinas and the tobacco tradition have been woven together generation after generation. From the Blue Ridge Mountains to the coastal low country. it's an integral part of our culture and heritage, building our beautiful tapestry. Cornell and Deal is proud to blend our pipe tobaccos in the Carolinas. Our history with tobacco dates back to the mid-1800s, and in that time we've perfected a variety of blends. The Carolinas have given us the perfect backdrop to do just that. Whether you're a fan of the rich Virginias, bold Latakias, spicy Periques, or unique aromatics, we've got a tobacco that's just right for your discerning taste buds. At Cornell and Deal, we live all things pipe tobacco, blending it, smoking it, and enjoying the company of those who share our excitement. Tobacco, it's what we do. Stop by CornellAndDeal.com.
1: Do you need a reliable source for ordering pipes and tobacco? Do you find it difficult to get your favorite blends outside of the U.S.? 4 stocks all of your favorite pipes and tobaccos and ships all over the world. All forms of payment are accepted and orders are processed the same day. There are no worries when ordering from 4Noggins.com. is your source for all of your pipes and tobacco needs. We ship in the U.S. and international with no worries fournoggins.com for all of your pipes and tobacco needs this is lord vader and you're listening to the pipes magazine radio show
0: we are back on the pipes magazine radio show visiting with Albert. Uh, Albert, quickly, can you tell us the? Is there a difference in design between the Big Ben line and the Hilson line? Uh,
3: okay, good. Big Ben is um, with Big Ben. We have some real classics, and um, Big Ben is uh, is very famous about. Like I said, the people and the Ranger. These are the actually the, the basis of Big Ben assortment. But besides that, uh, uh, Big Ben is very famous on. Uh, also, nine millimeter filter pipes, which is in Europe very popular, and in US I know it's a little bit more complicated. But uh, we have some lines um, uh, like the Big Band Bora, which is the which is the people and the ranger, but then a little bit more more big with a filled with nine millimeter filter inside. And uh, the Barbados, it's a very, very uh, interesting line as well. Uh, wow. Barbados is uh, also from 1990, and became a real classical line as well. And uh, besides that, we have uh, some uh, other typical big band shapes. And I think so. Uh, we, we, our, our shapes are mainly well known because of. The nine millimeters, that is like it, but you can also order them. We can also supply. We also supply them with with, with normal bore, with uh, and fantasy colors. Our pipes are uh, the the natural pipes are not lacquered, but uh, waxed. But just our we, we try to uh, to finish them uh, like uh, like they look lacquered. People think they are lacquered, like it, but it's actually it's it's wax. And I know also in certain times, and that's what we feel is now very attractive again, it's uh, the colorful pipes uh, are uh, very popular here in Europe again. And Big Ben is uh, doing something with, uh, they, we have a lot of experience from the past doing colored pipes. Quality um, uh, is, is very high, I, I know this. And... Um, so that is Big Ben, and with Hilsen, um, it's a different uh, different story. In Hilsen, we have two lines. We have the Hilsen uh, Vintage, which is the, these are the, we, we as I told you the story about Hilsen um, from the Hilsen Company in Belgium, we also um, took many, many bowls. And at that time, uh, these bowls were turned in 19. 19- uh, i think 1970 1980 and um, uh, many straight small balls but beautiful balls uh, and we kept them here and we didn't touch them since a few years ago and then we decided just to uh, to process them and to make a beautiful line from this uh very small Shapes with we did ebony mouthpieces, we did acrylic mouthpieces, but we call them Big Ben or uh, Vintage. And uh, so this is one part. And at the other hand, we uh, we we changed a lot uh, recently. Uh, the last few years, uh, we um, changed many things in our company, and especially the our quality was already good. But um, I was more I was very much aware of the fact that. Um, people call us a factory, and that I dislike. I don't like people call us a factory because a factory, with a factory, you people think that you just push a button and um, the product comes comes out uh, out of a, a machine or something like that. Wouldn't that be but easy? That, yeah, that would be. Easy, but that's absolutely not uh, not true. Uh, the only thing we do here in the factory. In our factory, I just call it factory for the last time, and from that and from now on, I call it workshop, but just to explain uh, a little bit different. difference. Is we turn uh, we turn the balls in series. When we have uh, we have a certain shape, we turn uh, we have we make uh, we make we turn the balls, and but from that moment, having these balls, everything is handwork. Um, we do everything manual. Uh, every individual pipe. Is uh, valued um, individually and also crafted individually. Uh, we do that here with uh, with 12 people, 11, 12 people, in our workshop. Yeah. So we, uh, so the, the, uh, the quality standards uh, we were we are we are aware of the fact that quality standards uh, uh, should meet. Uh, like uh, somebody who is a freehander who makes pipe freehand, and to learn a little bit more about that, um, I got in touch with uh, with Reinhard Bardi. He's a German pipe maker. He's a very famous German pipe maker, and I met him in two, in uh, 2010. He was um, uh, yeah, he's like an artist. Yeah. He's very. Uh, I mean, he's a very uh, he's a sp- very special uh, person. Uh, He's a huge character, and he was a one-man show. He did uh, pipe-making, he did marketing, he did the traveling, he did the sales, he did everything. And he was, uh, at that moment, he was, um, uh, I think he was something like 60 years old. And uh, and, and he was also aware of the fact that when he... uh, yeah, when he's getting older, he cannot uh, he cannot he cannot make pipes anymore, and he wants he wanted to have his brand, he wanted to continue his brand. So we were sitting together and we found each other, and he said, "Okay, I'm going to help you with your your workshop to, to teach these people, um to to to, uh, to to take care of special small things, so small things on every pipe, and just to make small differences small." Uh, but uh, actually, from from uh, from the beginning, from the design till the finishing, but also even from the start, from buying the wood. So I spent with him um, one and a half week in Italy, and we did. Uh, we traveled to all through Italy, and we bought wood, and it was really really funny. I have many many funny stories with him, <laughs> and I enjoyed it. He's very um, people who know. People that know uh, uh, Rhino Barbie know that he can be really very much tempered. He, can be, he, has, a, he has a huge temper. So we, um, so we, did, uh, and we, and we started a line called Hilson designed by Rhino Barbie. He designed 12 shapes, and we, uh, we developed them here in our workshop. Um, and he was very, very critical. Every time when we finished a uh, uh, design or finished a shape, he was not happy. And think, oh, okay, it's beautiful, but uh, that I don't like. I we need to change that. When a designer, uh, when you work with a designer, it's always difficult for production to follow the designer and to meet the the the, the requirements of the designer. So you always have to compromise on shape or on finish or whatever on, on the technical possibilities. Uh, because it, the, the the yeah the designer has a lot of fantasy with it, and sometimes you can just not put it into, uh, uh, in, in, into real. But uh, so that was sometimes uh, a little bit tough. But um, uh, at the end um, we were very happy with the result. But on January 2012, um, it, Ryan Barbie came and he said, uh, "Listen, Albert." I'm really, really sick. I have a very bad diagnosis, but uh, don't worry. Um, I will, I will, I will handle this. But uh, we have to go forward and really to rush everything and to speed up uh, um, this development. So um, we worked on that really, really hard. And um, um, yeah, at the end, I think in April, I showed him the final designs, and he was very happy with them. He was crying uh, when he saw them. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and um, but he was uh, really really sick, and in May on my birthday, 20, May 23, he died, uh, unfortunately. And so um, I was very happy to to work with him, and uh, I think also for the people working my company, it was um, uh, yeah, it was a fantastic experience to understand a little bit more. On um, uh, about f- making pipes uh, like a, like a, like a freehand like everything, so we actually also raised our level of understanding, but also on technical skills uh, with our people here in our factory. Um so now we are uh, we have uh, launched a uh, Hilsen designed by Rainer Barbie, and we have uh, we turned around it's altogether two and a half thousand balls under this line and they're almost finished and uh, we are now working with another designer. Not, we started with, uh, with him and we hope to be able to, to, uh, to show them and to, um, uh, uh, to, to introduce them in uh, January 2015 and it will be a Danish uh, designer.
0: Is it is it okay for me to say that the time spent with Reiner Barbie, every pipe that comes out of your workshop has been affected by that?
3: Absolutely, absolutely. Small details, um, small details on 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 design, on finish, on color, on um, on on I oh, mean, uh, Reiner Barbie he was a he was a he was a fanatic. He was, I, I spent so many hours, I spent so many days with him, and we never talked about something else than pipes. So he was only involved in that, and he was, uh, he was, just, so all the small details, uh, like the easy fill, uh, like the, uh, uh, the, the mouthpiece, the shape of the mouthpiece, the, the the part that you have in your mouth, the drilling, the position of the drilling, all these kinds of things, I mean, we had a lot of experience in the past, but we, we, maybe we worked a little bit like a factory, but that is history. We are now just with, a, with only a few people in our, I mean, in the past we had, uh, we had like 70 people in our production. These days we only have, we have 11 people in our production. And they are all individual pipe makers. So um, it's completely different than in the past. And uh, also, I think uh, Reinhard Barbie, He was here for two days, three days, every three, four weeks uh, during a f- during uh, almost two years. Um, yeah, and he was not. I can tell he was not easy. He was <laughs> not easy. He was always very straightforward, and uh, he didn't. Uh, he, he was never satisfied. That's uh, so. Sometimes I also know people. Uh, That said, uh, uh, yeah, they were not happy with uh, Reiner, but of course, at the end, and the result, and the success, and so on, uh, yeah, changed uh, everything, and uh, now we're really uh, happy that we knew him, and that we had the chance to work with him.
0: I'll tell the story of how we first met. Uh, Officially, it was a year and a half ago in Frankfurt, and... I walked into your room where you were displaying your pipes, and I was looking at the pipes. And I still own the, still own that pipe, but there was yes, I know, a couple of pipes that caught my attention, and I noticed a few little details that I hadn't seen on what I would 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 have then called a factory production pipe and mm-hmm. we started talking, and I wanted to buy that one pipe from you, and then we started talking more, and next thing you know, we're buying six or seven or eight hundred pipes, and that's, mm-hmm. how the, uh, that's how the relationship began, because I could, just from, just from walking around your room, see the differences in the details. Yeah,
3: great. Yeah, that's correct. That's
0: correct. Now, talk real quick that's about, great. you mentioned Porsche design, and I know that there's something else coming up. In regards to uh, in regards to you working with another auto name?
3: Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Uh, okay, Porsche design uh, is something we had from the, in the past uh, which is now finished. We did it for 15 years. Yeah, we, we, we found another uh, challenge and uh, again a car brand because yeah, car brands are uh, it's, it's also something uh, uh, for boys. Um and this is uh, the name Bentley. So now we uh, since one and a half year we started almost two much two years uh, now, we uh, started uh, the development of uh, Bentley pipes um, and we are introducing them right now. We introduced actually last year's, last year we showed the first Bentley pipes, uh, the show but now in, uh, in the coming show in september we will really um, the, the first bentley pipes are now coming out of production and um, will be supply we, we supplied few pieces to germany now but now we will um, after the show in Dortmund uh, coming september we will um, export worldwide um bentley pipes that is uh, the thing we do, and uh, a company in Germany is doing the Bentley Tobacco, uh, the Bentley Pipe. It's uh, built also from scratch, uh, completely new designs, perfectly designed. Uh, yeah, very nice, beautiful, sharp lines in in the design, and yeah, I hope uh, you have a possibility to uh, to see them somewhere, and and uh, they are also on our website. But uh, we are very happy now that. Um, yeah that we are able to uh, to put yeah to to to, uh, to deliver them because the to, to set up production uh, it was quite tough because the again here there are some new challenges uh, that uh, cannot be done if you are a simple factory it's it's really complicated uh, to do and we have to use uh, in this case uh, also some modern technology to uh, to do it but still it's uh, Every single piece is done by, by, uh, by hand. And, uh,
0: I've seen the pipes in person. I've held them in person. They are very, uh, very solidly built and they have several little design tweaks to them that are reminiscent of the, uh, of the Bentley cars. So uh, we're, uh, we're excited <laughs> to get them over here in the States.
3: Yeah. Great. Good. Yeah. It would be great. But, uh, Yes, it, uh, let's uh, let's uh, we have to uh, to take care of that. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: The website, which is a beautiful website, and if you haven't been to it, it's gubblespipes.com. G u b b e l s pipes.com. It's in uh, it's in English and in Dutch. So lots of reading on there. There's also a, a gorgeous video to watch that I know you produced and. So there's a lot of fun on there, and you can spend a lot of time reading about the history and seeing lots of pipes.
3: It's correct. Uh, you know, I'm now 47 years old, and um, I am, it, it is it, yeah. Somehow it's in my DNA because I also suffered quite some difficult times uh, the last few years. Uh, it was not easy to, um, to yeah to, uh, to to keep the, uh, the, the factory alive and so on. But now. Um, what I said is, it, it's a beautiful product. It's a beautiful, it's um, uh, it's it, it's the pipe smoking. It, it's something very special. Uh, a, a tobacco pipe. It's a unique product. Um, we have a fantastic brand, Big Ben, Hillson. We have now Bentley. Um, the story. If I am, if I have the possibility to talk about um, the the briar uh, from 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 the the, the roots uh, till. Uh, uh, the the, uh, the cutting the, the 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 drying process of this briar wood then the the, the 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 work in here in our workshop um, the the 55 steps uh, till a pipe is finally finished and then um, so the whole thing uh, uh, it, well, we have a worldwide uh, business it's uh, it's it's a, it's a fantastic uh, thing that I'm really really proud of. But if you are not a pipe smoker, if you are not uh, valuing this product, you you have no clue about this story. And so, therefore, we uh, we said it's very, very, very important to show the craftsmanship and um, and the, the, the beautiful pipes and so on. So this website, it, it's now it's it's an opportunity to show what we do. The product is also valued because people see. Uh, how many things have to be done on a pipe and uh yeah they can read a little bit on what's necessary else and so on so yeah that's uh, thank god that there is a website and the possibility of social media because also facebook helps we have uh, we are very active on facebook as well
0: we will wrap this up with the fast five final questions no right answer no wrong answer just whatever comes to your mind are you ready what is your favorite pipe?
3: Uh, Big Ben.
0: What is your favorite tobacco?
3: That is the Hallberg, um the yellow one.
0: And what is your favorite drink? Um, gin tonic. Being a Dutchman, I figured you might say Heineken.
3: No, no, I'm not a beer drinker. I like, I like, uh, I, I, I like wine, but uh, I, I drink every every day a glass of wine. But if you ask me, your favorite drink, it's, it's a, if you have to celebrate something, it's gin tonic. Yes.
0: When it's time to relax, do you prefer a book, a movie, or music? No, movie. And last but not least. What is your favorite pipe smoking memory?
3: My favorite pipe smoking memory? Uh, That is uh, my favorite pipe smoking memory. There are many, many. Uh, My favorite is is in in the lounge, but just in opposite of my house there is a fantastic uh, restaurant and there is a cigar lounge and a pipe lounge. And I come there maybe every once a week, I'll be there and I'm sitting here um, and that's where I enjoy my pipe most. Uh, so once a week uh in this uh, pipe lounge.
0: Albert, thank you very much for your time and again the website is gubbles g u b b e l s pipes.com so check it out.
3: Thank you very much for having me, and I really appreciated uh, this and to have this opportunity to uh, talk a little bit about uh, my company and myself. And it's a big pleasure to talk to you always.
0: We'll see you soon, and for the rest of you, we'll be back with the show in just a
2: minute.
0: This is Internet Radio.
1: I'm Mark from Ohio, and I've tried so many tobaccos, but I just still can't find something that is just magical. A tobacco that I can fall in love with. I mean, I've tried reading reviews online and participating in forum discussions, only to get burned. When I was about to give up, I discovered this amazing matching system for finding my perfect blend at SutliffTobacco.com. That's how I found my perfect blend, and I just loved it.
4: Finding the right tobacco doesn't have to be hard. There are lots of tobaccos waiting for you to fall in love with them. Finding that special tobacco shouldn't be left up to chance. Experience the magic of compatibility with our patented Perfect Match system. Try it at sutlifftobacco.com. Go to sutlifftobacco.com right now and find your perfect blend.
2: There's nothing quite like hunting at dawn. Or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com.
0: We are back here live in the studio and uh, <laughs> Saturday night, yeah, Saturday night, yeah, went to dinner and uh, somehow it's the beginning of a, uh, of a joke because we got to figure this out, but it was... Uh, five Dutchmen, Albert, one of them, and me, a Jewish guy. So five Dutchmen and a Jew go to dinner in Dortmund, Germany for traditional uh, German food. Now I just have to come up with the punchline. But it was a good meal, good time in uh, just a neighborhood neighborhood German restaurant off the beaten path and everything.
1: Alert one, alert.
0: Let's get caught up with a bunch of mailbag stuff and going back two weeks ago. uh, Lord of the Pipe Rings writes, Another great episode. Loved the interview again as usual. I'll have to stalk eBay and grab a The Pipe and see what it's all about. Great segment on the pipe shows. I will absolutely make sure to buy some raffle tickets and help support the show. I've been to the West Coast Pipe Show twice and had a blast each time. Uh, uh, he goes on to say he was, di- he was disappointed to find out white collar was, uh, can't, was ending and, uh, heard it's because the fifth season, the parent company hands over the production costs to the network that's airing the show and USA network can't afford to produce the show on its own. He suggested one on USA called rush. It's about a former ER surgeon who's now working as a concierge doctor. That could be fun uh jh hicks writes learned about something i never knew existed the pipe i almost had to pull over when brian said is that a fancy way to say plastic that was hilarious i never watched white collar but i felt the same way when burn notice was finished uh congrats with the sutliff brigham merger sounds like you're going to be a very busy guy this fall yeah probably and that's why the coffee maker is going off because i need more coffee uh al wrote i thought i knew about the pipe and assumed it was just a nylon pipe boy was i wrong that was a very interesting show and tony A. A A N. T. bowers writes i have the same one uh referring to the one kevin put up a picture of it doesn't get much attention but it actually smokes well it's just nice to have a couple as part of the collection looking forward to hearing this show uh, John Seiler wrote, Hi Brian, thanks for the shout out. You're partly correct. My main collection on the, is the Costello Hawkbill Shape 84. I knew I got the number wrong, but anyway, aka donkey nuts, as well as hawkbills made by other pipe carvers. Uh, Bill's collection, last count, was 141 McCauley's or McCauley's. I believe it's about 10% of his total production. A collection is a group of pipes that gives one pleasure. It can have a focus, or maybe not. I think that's what you mean. Uh, And he goes on to talk about Dr. Billy Taylor. Uh, Dino says, I really enjoyed the show, particularly the conversation with Dr. Taylor. I bought my first The Pipe back in in the late 1960s, an ebony bulldog. I've used it regularly for tasting new tobaccos and savoring a few vintage blends without tasting the ghost of other blends in my briars. Many times when fellow pipers would see me smoking this pipe, I'd watch as they'd roll their eyes and utter a barely audible tisk snobs. I always say, "Smoke what you like, like what you smoke." It ain't a contest uh Dino says my wife and I were privileged to have dinner with Dr. Taylor and his wife at the Chicago Pipe Show a while ago. It was one of the times he had displayed his collection. What a thoroughly charming couple. He was visibly pleased to know I owned and enjoyed a the pipe. That's hard to say, a the pipe. Uh, Anyway, Dino goes on to say, I echo your praise of Rick Newcomb's terrific article. It is a must-read for all those. Uh, Bernie said, Hi, Brian. I hear you guys going on and on about how nice a particular pipe looks. But to me, as a blind pipe smoker... Looks as a bonus and not one I particularly care about. I am more about what the pipe feels like smooth, sandblast, rusticated, etc. The weight of the pipe can also be a deal breaker for me. Seeing that I only have one usable hand, a heavy pipe is not practical for me since I cannot hold it in one hand whilst lighting it with the other. I'm a perpetual clincher on top of that. I have to say, I've been enjoying your interviews over the last two weeks, for I only discovered your podcast now here in South Africa. Well, there's another tip of a continent that I don't think we've heard from, but as far as I know, there are no pipe clubs, something I would find extremely useful for the pipe talk, as well as for the eyeballs that can describe pipes to me in an understandable fashion. The stupidest thing that can happen to you is asking a sighted person who has absolutely no clue what they are talking about to describe a pipe. <laughs> That's got to be interesting. But, And then he writes again, thanks for your work and keep it up. Welcome to the show. Glad you're enjoying it. Uh, we're going to trim this down a little bit. Another terrific show, Brian. You've really, you really been on a roll in the past several weeks. When I read to- the topic, The Pipe, I on- honestly thought, ugh. But what a delightful interview with Dr. Taylor. And Eric said, as a non-native English speaker, the commercial with a Spanish female is so interesting. (laughs) I wonder if it's uh, interesting for different reasons. Uh, Going to last week's show with uh, Kevin and Leonard. Riff Raff wrote, I enjoyed the show, and Brian does deserve a week off. Too bad he isn't vacationing. I really enjoyed the interview with Leonard. It is great to hear about longstanding companies with great histories. I love the story about Crown Achievement. The story posted on the site was excellent, and it was cool to hear about it from Leonard, too. I look forward to Lane's new releases next year. The music was fun to listen to. I can imagine a mullet-wearing bassist. You did have hair back then, didn't you? I too agree with the rant. It seems that common courtesy is not so common anymore. Great job, Kyle, Keith, Kenny, shit, Kevin. That's what Bill said. And we'll paraphrase down a couple others. Yeah, most of you seemed to really enjoy last week's show, and I enjoyed listening to Leonard cuz it was nice just to sit back, relax, not have to worry about taking notes or asking any questions. So it was uh that was, that was a good interview and uh, and Leonard was a was a great guest. So there you go. Hey, don't forget uh, Columbus Pipe Show's coming up October 10th, 11th, 12th. And the West Coast Pipe Show in Las Vegas, November 8th and 9th. All right. Rave time coming up in just a minute.
4: Italians have always been known for their aesthetic passion. It's their birthright, their legacy. And just like Savinelli, it continues to grow and evolve. It is ever-changing. Milan, 1876. Achilles Savinelli set out to change the way the world viewed smoking pipes, opening one of the world's first specialist tobacco shops. From one small storefront to a factory that delivered handmade pipes all over the world, the legacy he forged became one filled with success and prestige. Achilles' dream is carried on today by his family, who continues the Savinelli legacy. Each year, Savinelli debuts a series of new, forward thinking designs comprised of quality crafted pipes shaped from some of the best briar in the world. Behind every beautiful object, there's a story. Start your own chapter. Visit your local tobacconist or premium online dealer today.
1: Cup of Joe's, a name you know, a name that you trust for all your tobacco needs. Exclusive pipes, pipe tobacco, accessories, pipe stands, and so much more. Cup of Joe's is the one place you can go and take care of every single one of your tobacco purchases. Fast shipping, friendly, professional service. One site, CuppaJoe's.com. And coming soon, their new line of smoking man pipes, cuppajoes.com. Quality products and extraordinary prices.
0: from a long trip i'm a little jet lagged and uh, that's uh, making me think that this is kind of a rant and a rave all at the same time but let me tell you i love coffee and everywhere in europe everywhere that you go the coffee is good i've even posted a picture actually i didn't do it but i've asked kevin to post a picture of a cup of coffee that i bought off of the platform vending machine from a, a a train station in Germany it was half a euro 50 cents and the cup of coffee was really good Uh, three of the hotels that I stayed in had little uh, had water boiling teapots there and instant coffee and that instant coffee was really good now normally I drink four or five cups of my own coffee at home before I really get up and get going you have two cups of that instant coffee in your room in the morning and just watch the sun come up or look out the window for a little bit and you're wide awake. It's really good coffee. Everywhere we went, even the, uh, even the McDonald's, the coffee was better there than it is here. Why can't we get good coffee like that everywhere we go? I mean, this was better than Starbucks. It didn't have that high acid taste. It's really good coffee all over Europe. It's not outrageously priced considering even in London for £1.80, I got a really good Americano. So that works out to $3.50, $3.25, which is about the same price that I would have paid at Starbucks. But this was a nice fancy cafe in London. Walk right in, ask for an Americano. One pound 80, and it was a great cup of coffee. Please, somebody, we need to figure out how to get these great cups of coffee over here. I need to figure out how to make them and fire up my espresso machine again, because two cups of coffee, and up I was. Uh, Six cups of coffee right now couldn't keep me up any longer, so I will say thank you all for tuning in. We're going to keep this going and do a third great year of shows And we appreciate all of you listening. We appreciate all your feedback. If you want to see more comments, go on to PipesMagazine.com. Read all the comments on there because there was a ton of them that I just couldn't get to. Uh, Most importantly, thank you to the Sutliff Tobacco Company and until next time
1: bombadida 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 bombadida
4: bombadida
1: bombadida 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 Clouds, when we're together, just sing a song and think about sunny weather. Happy Dread, Badida, 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 Bumba, Bumba, Celebrity voices are impersonated.
4: Everything that guy just says, bullshit. Thank you.
1: Alrighty then.
3: Cream? No, thank you. I take it black, like my man.